Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Manny Show. Today with a special guest. <laughs> yeah, so today it's me, Daniel, Vanessa, and who? Ty. Ty. Mm -hmm. It's not your first time here, right? No. No, been here twice. Been yeah. here uh, once with just me, Emmanuel, going over some things. And then the second time with um, uh, when Sergio was here, the pastor from Ukraine. When he was mm, tell, yeah. telling his story, um, we got to kind of interview him, so it was nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, today we'll talk a bit about David and Saul and their stories and what we can learn with it, like, because there's a lot to learn with it. And Yeah. Yeah. So I got some Bible verses uh, about David, and do you remember... Because like for, for us, I think it's easy to remember the story of David, but is it easy to remember the story of Saul? No. I think <laughs> for me, I think when people talk about Saul, um, you always, it's always that weird question. Uh, are we talking about the king or are we talking about Saul as in Paul? Like it's always like, a, which one are we <laughs> talking about? And then they go, oh yeah, King Saul, the, you know, the one before David. It's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was that guy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, in Portuguese... Uh, the, the name of the king and the name of Paul, like Saul, it's, they're different. Yeah. Because one is like Saul, normal, and the other has an O in the end. Okay. So we don't, yeah, we don't mix. Uh, yeah, in English and Portuguese, even the names are sometimes different. Like, you know, there's Judas and Jude. Mm -hmm. In Portuguese, the same name. Okay. So sometimes we mix the good Judas and the one that betrayed Jesus. <laughs> Like so, yeah, we have some some things like this, and in fairies, I'm not sure. What about German? I thought about it right now, but I I think Saul is the same. I'm not sure right now, honestly. Mm, yeah, I think it's also like because lately, like when you study the subject to the radio, you're reading mainly in English, right, or in German, like the Bible. Right now? Yeah. Oh, I do it in German. Oh, okay. But yeah, when I study it with you guys, then of course in English. Yeah. I tried to, to study in English just to have the vocabulary mm -hmm. because I'm not as good as Vanessa. In English. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to. And like, there are some words you, you can't learn without reading the Bible because it's some like Bible words, you know, like words that we just yeah, use in the, mm. in the Bible. Yeah, we'll play a song and then we'll start talking about Saul and David. We'll start with. Your requests uh, from Ty. You saved me from Ryan Ellis. Let's go. Yeah. 
You Saved Me by Ryan Ellis and yeah it's the I chose a live version so it's really long it's like 10 minutes and they would just keep repeating some stuff but I need to listen this properly after yeah after the radio yeah. listen to it again uh, so yeah uh, we want to start talking actually we were just thinking about if we should start talking about David or Saul and in the end we were like yeah Saul came before so let's start talking a bit about who was so and what was his stuff? Uh, yeah, what do you think about Saw? What do you? What are like, Vanessa? What do you think? Like, what can you remember about Saw? Artai, yeah. <laughs> um, Saul was the king before David, and mm -hmm. you can take over. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I, sometimes when I think of King Saul, when people talk about it, they, you know, King David kind of took takes a lot of his like his spotlight. 
Yeah. Right? Like, people forget that, you know, God was king. Or God is king. But the Father, God, him, he was the people's God. He was the, he was the king. There was no human king in their world, right? And then they, they wanted that. Like they wanted that king. Like, we want a king. They all have a king. We want a king. And then he's fine. Here's Saul. And it, but Saul was, when he does what God wants him to do, like he becomes king and leads his people into many battles and wins. And I mean, not, Saul's, Saul's life's not 100% terrible. You know, he, he, yeah. he does what we all do. And we, he takes a calling on, on his life from God himself. You know, and so when I think of Saul, I think of a guy that uh, it started off good. It started off with the great intentions, like God gave me a calling. I took that calling. I, I was uh, uh, I took the uh, uh, immersed myself into that. Then he kind of starts slipping, and he keeps slipping, and he keeps going down and down and down and down and down and down, and, down, and all of a sudden, there's a king. There's a David coming in. That's about to take his place. He doesn't know it. No one knows it. God only knows this, right? And so it's almost like we now we talk about it. We go. Everyone loves King David because King David wrote the Psalms. King David has the son of Solomon. He or he, he has a son named Solomon. Everything's about David, 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 David. But we forget who Saul is. You know. Yeah. And I think I think Saul had a really good life. I just think he he made some crucial mistakes at the end. Which I believe, if we read a lot of the stories in the Bible, a lot of them did that. Towards the end, they just missed the mark, you know. Yeah. And I was reading today, and his um, the beginning of his fall, we can say it like this. Yeah. It was when he got confronted by God about his sin, mm-hmm. and he wasn't like regretting, or he wasn't like falling in repentance. He was like, yeah. Yeah, that that's the that's, that's the beginning. That's, that's, it's yeah. when the pride hits in, and then when the pride hits in, you don't change your life. And like he was doing some bad stuff, and then he gets conf- gets confronted by it, and pride. He had some pride, and because of that, he he didn't was like he didn't change. Yeah. So it was uh, just worse and worse. And today I was reading about when the people of Israel was asking for a king, and. I think it's really interesting the way that God reacted, but it's basically there was a priest like Samuel, and people were like, "Oh, your son!" And he was a good guy, but his sons were like corrupt. And then people were like, "Your sons cannot be leaders, so give us a king." Right. And then he go, he went to God, and God said. God, I'll, I'll read the, the verse. It's 1 Samuel 8, 7. And the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. So God intend, and I think this is really like a strong statement. God is saying that by Israel, the Israelites begging for a king, they are saying that it's not enough to have just God as a king, and they are like they want a human just to be like the other nations. Basically, that's what they said. I and they they said like I want we want to be like other nations. And then God reacts saying, "This king, he'll go after his own interests, and he'll put your daughters to work uh, 
with food and they will put your sons to carry like to do some hard work yeah and and people are still like yeah we want this so yeah i think it's really interesting the the how did how everything began yeah. basically it was with god saying uh this guy will be a bit selfish so are you sure you want this yeah and people are like yes so I think it's it's an interesting start. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's a good way to look at it. You know, sometimes we when we read scripture, we get we we fly past a lot of that stuff and we start going straight to what does Saul do wrong, right? But we we kind of um, forget that Samuel has a crucial conversation with God. You know, and God's telling him like, you first off, Samuel's putting this on himself. Right? He's like, this, this is what's happened, and it's all my fault, or they don't want, they don't think I'm good enough to be where I am, or something. God's like, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with you. They're just, re they're rejecting me. And, but the Lord, if you, if you look at scripture through it, throughout it all, he, he kind of can hand over, you know, what we want to teach us a lot of things. And I think that's what happens with Saul's life. I mean, they hand he hands this this man over to him and here comes the teaching of what Israel's about to experience now. So yeah. And um and on I think that your point is really right that we just at least I remember the story of David and we it's easy for us to forget the the good things about Saul because we just remember when like when he's in the end of his life already like really messed yeah. like he's yeah. he's a mess and mm -hmm. uh, we forget about all the other things because like God wouldn't choose a like he had all the opportunity in the world to do the right choices and I think that's yeah. something we can think about our lives as well like we have all the opportunity and and I think that. One of the things I think about the most is pride, because once you are full of pride, you don't go back and change. Uh, like, if you are, if you did something wrong, uh, if you hurt someone, and you're full of pride, you can't take that back. You're like, you just do more wrong stuff. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. What's it's like a snowball. So. And if if we can counter the pride with humility, if we have the humility to just go and change, like no, I I regret this. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. The tendency is that we will like start um, going down, and I think that this is like an interesting thing to to think about many areas in our life, and this is spiritually as well. We are never aligned like a straight line. We're either going up or down, like um, because in many areas, like we are all learning or forgetting stuff. Like if you're reading a book, um, you're learning, right? And if you just stop learning for like, or you stop reading, oh, I don't read a book for like ten years. Ten years ago, I stopped. Uh, you start forgetting the stuff. So we always are going up or, or down. But well, think about school. Think about when you know. Uh, 
many cultures, yes, go through school for a long period of time in their lives. Like they, you know, I, I know what is it? The Chinese they go through so many, so many years of schooling, right? But it, but it, eventually you get out of school and you go do other things. You go to work. You do all that, right? But I, I, I'm 34. I've been out of school since 2007, and there's so much like different types of math that I don't remember like how to solve an equation in certain areas, right? Yeah. Or there's so many um, things in science or biology that I'm not, I don't remember because I don't, I didn't know, keep applying it to my life because it didn't, you know, so you start to forget certain things. And so it's kind of the same thing. It, 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 yeah. I kind of agree with that, with the life thing. Yeah. If you, if you're not, if you, if you're, if you're steady, or not moving, you're 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 gonna start losing that. Yeah. But Saul, the interesting thing about Saul is, before we get to David is is the whole ending of his story though. Like he doesn't. Do you really think this? Like when you when you look at his story at the end of it, right? His big downfall, the big part where Samuel comes to him and says. What have you done? It's over for you. Like, you're not king anymore. Like, he can't do this because he didn't, you know, he gets the command from God to kill all, right? To kill all. What, what is it, the Ammonites? Ammonites? Ammonites, I think. I can't remember. I think it's Ammonites. Is that right? All right. He, he's supposed to kill all children, women, everything. But have you ever thought, what if I was Saul? I mean, that's a hard command Yeah. to kill all. Like a, a innocent child, or uh, this this mother, or even a even a a man that was, had nothing to do with the war, right? You know, you kind of think what was what was Saul thinking? What was his intent? Like, what was he going? Where, where was he going to go from there? Like, if he saved some oxen here, or he saved some cattle, or he saved some sheep, or he saved something, like, what was he going to do with it? Right? What was his intent? Was it because he couldn't do it? You know, or was it like, I know better than God. Was he doing that? Like, was he really thinking that way? Or was it just a compassionate thing? He just thought in his mind, why would I kill something that's innocent? Instead of following the command of what God said. You know, I've always wondered that. Like, if I was Saul, what would be the first things in my mind as a king? Because he didn't have to do it with the sword himself. He just had to make sure everybody did that. You know, have you ever thought of that? Yeah, I I never like honestly, I read like the story of Saul and I'm like I didn't think so much about my life. Uh like I didn't compare it like I didn't put myself in his position. Mm-hmm. And but when I do, I'm always like yeah, I would probably do the same wrong thing. Because when I read like the the book of Judges, let's yeah. say. Yeah. Like the book of Judges is always People did bad in the eyes, in the eyes of the Lord, or something like this, and and then uh, someone overcame, like another nation overcame Israel, and then after many years they are like, oh God, please forgive us, and then God rescues them, and then they do bad things again, and like I just look at my life, like uh, I did something, and then I said, oh God, I can't do this again forgive me and then they do the same and like i think everyone struggles with this in one area like uh 
can be a simple thing, can be a big thing, but we are always struggling. And and this reminds me of uh, if you're standing, take care that you don't fall. You know, like mm-hmm. and yeah. So I never thought about Saul. I thought more about like the Israelites, but I didn't compare, and that's something that I I should do. And I think that's really yeah. We just need to I, compare ourselves like to, bef- to Saul. As yeah. Well. I mean, before we finish up with Saul, I just I don't know. I, I just challenge like think about these guys. Like you know, in your in your own life, like what would what are things that don't that you think you're doing good, but maybe God really doesn't want you to do that particular thing. You know. Like Saul did something he thought was a good thing. He saved some things. Like he didn't, he went the other route in that situation. And then all of a sudden, but that's not what God commanded him to do. That's not what God wanted him to do. So like, what are things that you do in your life that you make a decision on a destination you go, or you make a decision on a a workplace you work at or whatever is yes, it might be a, it might be a good thing or an okay thing, but is that what God's wanting in your life? You know, I think I think I know that's a little deep. That's a huge difference. I mean, we're talking about a war and murder, or not murder, yeah. but just all that. But you can take little things out of that and go, okay, where do I struggle in the same way Saul did? Do I ever think about well, if I take that other job, God just doesn't realize that one's better for me. Job did it. I'm not going there. I'm going to go this direction, right? Yeah, and I I think that sometimes we just... uh, Jonah, not Job. Sorry, Jonah did that. But like... (laughs) Job was good. (laughs) I think that sometimes... uh, I I was talking about this to the... To the students in Brickfin a few days ago. I don't remember who. Shout out to Brickfin. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said something about sometimes we... Uh, I understand things about God and I do. And sometimes I don't understand why God wants things his way. Why did he create things his yeah. way? And like something like this. Yeah. And then I just need to put myself in my position and God in his position. And like, yeah, he's the creator of everything. So if he says so, I will do it. Yeah. I think that's the the thing we can learn with Saul. Like, if God said something really hard, like uh, it's it's many years ago in a war context, but it was like about killing people, right? And if he wanted, if he didn't want, if if he like, it doesn't matter what came to his mind. Like, the only thing that we need to do when we don't understand is he's the creator. If God says yes, it's a yes, and he yes. says no, it's a no. Yes. And if we don't understand, we need to always remember that it's a limitation on our own minds and because God knows what he's talking about. So yeah. I think that's what we can take from from Saul's like life. If he understands or not, it doesn't matter. He need he should always remember it. God is God. I am human. So if God says so, that's that's it. That's it. Oh, so I think we could play one more song. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll pick Vanessa's song now, <laughs> and then we will talk a bit about um, David's life. Oh yeah. And then we will compare them, and then we will see what we can learn with both of the stories in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who's this man by Cody Cairns?
the clock. 
Sorry, anywhere I am. Yeah, so this was Who Is This Man by Cody Cairns. Cody Cairns. Cody Cairns. Yeah. It's a good Cairns, name. like, in Portuguese, his surname means meats. Like meat. Yeah, I like think the that's, food. Uh, <laughs> if I'm correct, I'm probably going to get shamed if it's not right. But I think that's Carrie Job's husband. Yeah, it is. Okay. I actually oh, researched. thank goodness. <laughs> I know art is better and I know biblical names. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He's good. So, yeah, yeah, we talked a bit about uh, Saul. And now, and after Saul, God chose another king and God chose David. Mm hmm. And I would like to know why. Why? Um, <laughs> well, I can answer to that. But first, let me read the Bible passage. Yeah. Um, that is very fitting. Where are you it's reading out of, Vanessa? First Samuel 16, 7 until 13. NIV. New International Version. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, before Samuel. but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? They are still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he, so he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had fine appearance and a handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Yeah. So what we find out in this passage, God chose David because David, not because like um, he was so like powerful and so strong, like his appearance wasn't. I mean, they said he was handsome, yeah, but he wasn't, <laughs> yeah. like, probably, like, the strongest one. I mean, we all know the story of David and Goliath, and there, if you always see a picture, David is, like, the small yeah. guy. And Goliath, of course, he was, like, gonna... Yeah, yeah but also, like, uh, his father was basically hiding, mm -hmm. not hiding David, but not even, like, caring about him. Yeah, not even considering, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, but God, like, saw David's heart, and that's why he chose him. Um, yeah, I think it's it, it was about the heart. Yeah, because I think it's really nice that uh, what God said, like people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Uh, so yeah, I think that's really nice that God said this. And I think that it's crazy because David probably wasn't expecting at all as well. Because he was just like a guy, you know? Like, even though he did some great things, uh, he was still really young. How old do you think he was? I would, if you're looking at uh, ages of today, I, I, I would think David was like, 
a middle school kid or almost like high school almost. And he was like, that was his after school job to go yeah. tend the <laughs> sheep and goats and stuff. Because like they were uh, considered men after they were 14, wasn't it something uh, like this? Yeah. Or 13? Yeah, so it could have been like 10, yeah. 12, 11, uh, any, anywhere in that area. So yeah, I, he's definitely the bottom of the list in Jesse's eyes, mm. you know? Yeah. But it's it's amazing that um, everyone always sees this, you know. But we have to remind ourselves this part of the the story. God's taking the the most unlikely mm -hmm. to be in the highest position. Yeah, He's taking the lowest, what we would think, the lowest of the crowd or the popularity chart. And he's going to raise him up. But they always say that. They say that if you're at the top, sometimes you need to come down. And then, But if you're at the bottom, God's going to raise you up. It, what is it? The, lows, the, low, the low will be raised to the highest level. You know, the poor will be rich. The rich will be poor. It's always yeah. the flip-flop for God. You know, it, he sees a different reality that we see. He sees a different um, side of things. And so he sees Jesse has... the just as capable of sons, right? Like he has the pick of the litter that Samuel could have walked in and said, okay, yeah, that's it. That's the guy. He's going to take Saul out of here and Saul's going to have to go on about his day because this guy's just the one that's going to come in and just wow the people, you know? And God's like, no, 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 no. Let me show you what I can do. I want you to take the smallest guy out in the field, the youngest one of all. He's already handsome and beautiful and all that, but... He's not the guy that anyone thinks is going to come in. And I want to put him in a place where I can really show my, my, my glory. Um, I can really shine through him, right? Yeah. Like if you, take the, if you take this one guy and he has everything that they all wanted, they don't look to God. They look to him. That's kind of what we maybe think happened with Saul. They were looking to Saul and not God anymore, right? So now God's going to take this guy, this young boy, and put him somewhere where the world's going to go, who is this? How is he a king? It's got to be, how is God using this guy, right? And then all of a sudden, everyone's looking to God going, this is amazing. Like, it's the it's the example that God uses to just shine through, you know? I think that's just how I've always kind of looked at it, you know? Yeah, and um, and God he always sees the, the big picture. So God, he, he's saw David as a young boy he already saw him as a as a king and I think that sometimes we are passing through something in our lives but God is already seeing where we're gonna be you know so God is somehow preparing I think that there are so many stories like Joseph's story uh Job's story like but but yeah probably Joseph is one of the the craziest ones because it's like I can't say this because there are so many crazy ones of us there. It's a re really nice one that you see like that God was uh, building or teaching him something. Like it's not, there are not so many details, but like he learned something when he was a slave. He learned something when he was in prison. He learned something. And, uh, and sometimes God is just testing ourselves because... God, he really doesn't need to test us because he knows already the result. 
but sometimes he tests us for us to know, you know. So like, God was uh, testing Joseph, not because God needed to see if Joseph was good or not or whatever, but Joseph then could have all this baggage in his life, all this history in his life, so he could be the man that he was in the end and had the decisions that he had in the end. Because maybe then he wouldn't be forgiving, you know, because he, he forgave people. But like, what if God didn't work through his life before or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah, with David, it, it can be the same thing. Like, God is already treating him as the king. Like, God is already preparing him. And, and yeah, because God sees the full picture. And I think that we can put this on our lives. Like, um, I think another thing that we can put in our life is, is about the heart because David, he wasn't um, the best maybe. Like he wasn't the smartest or he wasn't the strongest or he wasn't many things, but God knew what he were and he knew what he had. That is the main thing is the heart. Mm -hmm. So it can be like that I'm not the best to be in a certain place or... You're not the best to be in a certain place, but you have the right heart and you want to do that thing because I want to change people's lives or I want to do good, I want to bless people or something like this. And because of your heart, God gives you. Yeah. Even though there's someone better, but that someone better maybe is like not with the right heart. Yeah. And before we get to, like, before we move on to the next part of like David and everything, the, the one thing I always want to, think about in my own life um, is, you know, when you, if you keep reading that story and I'm not going to read it all, but if you kept reading it, the first thing that happens is the Holy Spirit leaves Saul, right. And moves on to David. Right. Yeah. And, but the, a tormented spirit comes into Saul. So now Saul's kind of messed up a little bit. Like yeah. he's not understanding everything going on in his life, but everyone else notices this. And Saul says, I need, I need a, I need a musician. David's a musician. Right. So, and then it also says something very interesting. I didn't realize this, but they even say to him, he is a brave warrior, a man of war, and, a, and good, has good judgment. Like uh, they're saying good stuff about him. Right. They go get David. David comes in and plays music for him. Right. The, 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 the new king that's about to be new king is serving a king. Yeah. Well, how many times do we feel in our lives that we're entitled to something or how, how many times do we feel in our lives that I don't have to serve him. That's where I should be. That's my spot. Right. But David never looked at it that way. First, he didn't really know. Right. But secondly, his, he had a servant heart. David still served his people, the Israelites. David served the Lord, our God. Right. He served the father and he served his people. Right? He was yeah. a servant the whole time. He was always a shepherd. He was always out serving his father. He was always, even his uh, earthly father, he was always that guy, right? And then he gets, they tell him to go play music for Saul. He, just to play music? He's like, I got other things to do, like better things to do. Like, why do I have to go play music for the king? Now, granted, that was a big deal for them. But if, if, what, how many times in our lives do we feel sometimes entitled to work? Like, why do we have to do that? Like, I can do it myself. Why do I have to like serve this guy? Like, like the project might be, hey, can you sweep the floor? Well, why? I can build the room myself. Why do I need to be the sweeper of the floor? Someone else can sweep the floor. Yeah. Right? I think David never had that heart for that. I think David said, well, give me the broom. I'll sweep it up. No problem. 
knowing he probably could have done it better than Saul. No one knows, right? And I think that's a good takeaway from the story is he served before he ever sat on the throne of lordship in 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 Israel. He he served first. He was he said, "No, I did it I did it with you guys first." And now God has anointed me to be here. Yeah. And I don't think he took it lightly, I guess. Yeah, this just reminded me and this really I never thought about this, about this like about in David's situation about the servant heart. But this reminds me of seek first the the kingdom of God and yes, all those things will yes, be added. Yes, yes. And this reminds me that when we seek the kingdom of God and then the things come, and this is similar to David, that he was thinking about his uh, duties, like his responsibilities, mm-hmm. and and his rights were just like coming after. So when we seek first the kingdom of God, when we seek God first, uh, this is like our duty. Like we are, yeah. oh, how can I bless people? How can I serve you, God? And then the rights, we don't care about our rights because God will take care of it. Yeah. That's an interesting way to look like we just do. And I won't ask about my rights because uh, I know that since I'm serving, uh, God is taking care of my rights. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. I think that, that that's another point. Like sometimes we don't even need our rights on this earth. So sometimes we can even on hard times, even on an extremely hard life, we can still rejoice knowing that this is just a, a infinite small fraction of our lives. Like because we are we're we're going to eternity. So like it doesn't doesn't matter that much about like our rights now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh I wanted to to think about the differences between David and Saul. Like mm. uh I think the main thing is the heart, but what yeah. what? What's the difference between their hearts? Like what's what, do you, what do you think, Vanessa? What's your thoughts? Mm, so I think because like we talked a lot about like that David had like the servant he was the servant yeah so of course we can say david was the one always um like he pleased the lord yeah he did like he gave his whole life for god and yeah and um i think saul like as as we get to know him um it was more like that the kingdom belonged to him and it was his kingdom like especially in the end um so yeah I think that's the difference that Saul was more okay that's my right and David was no it all belongs to God yeah yeah I could see that right yeah. I think I think we were on the break we were talking about that I think you know I read something that said that one of the commentaries I read said that the difference between Saul and David was uh, Saul had a wanted the love for the people, and David wanted to love. He wanted the love of God, like he wanted the Father to love him, yeah. and he wanted to love the Father. And Saul was a little bit more. What do the people think of me? I, I want the people to love me, and I want to love the people. But he kind of missed the point of the Father's the one that put him there. You know, the Father's the Creator. The Father's his strength and his uh, every in his everything and his every day. And Dave, I think David. Coming from the background of David, his I think being a shepherd of the sheep, 
He really, for some great reason, the father gave him a heart to understand what the shepherd and the sheep are in his life, you know? And when David went from, you know, David knew he needed to shepherd the people, but he needed a shepherd, you know? I think, I think that, that could be a difference in their hearts, I think. Yeah, and like, if we just look at the story, we see the, the difference that that's a big one, that... uh Saul tried to kill David, mm-hmm. and David had the opportunity to kill Saul, and he didn't. Yeah, he was like, "Let God judge between me and you." And uh, God, God, for God belongs the. Re- it's not revenge. The word. What's the word? Revenge. Uh, it's revenge. For, yeah. Yeah. Revenge. Like God wanted revenge on. Yeah, the revenge be- belongs to the Lord. Yeah, something like this. No, um, the, um, you're thinking of. Uh, it's a, no, yeah, it's another passage, but like it reminds me of this. Okay, okay. In Portuguese, the revenge belongs to the Lord, but maybe it's another word in English. Okay, well, yeah, I yeah. think sometimes they'll say the uh, you know God, it's God's God's wrath, God's judgment, God's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, if you even if you look at the Psalms, I mean, David wrote the Psalms, right? And a lot of the Psalms is so much repentance, right? Yeah. David had so much repentance in his life. You know, sometimes you you look at David's life and you go, he repented. So much, and you go, was he was he just that sorry, or did he really truly understand it? Right, the power of it, the go- that what glorified God was the fact that David knew he was a sinner. Right, he knew he messed up, and if you, I mean, look at the Bathsheba sin. You know, he goes through the the issue of having his friend killed. He takes his wife, has, sleeps with his wife, all this stuff. Right, he goes through all these sins back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I mean, some of the things David did was probably way worse than Saul. But the difference was, is you don't read a lot about what Saul falling to his knees to repent until after the fact, until God's already made the judgment. Now Saul's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that, right? But it, but before God does anything to David, David's on his knees, and he's even acknowledging what God really wants from him. If you look at Psalms 51, 16, it's a, you know, he gets to the end of his thing and he's, he's already, he's just, he's pleading that God just doesn't just turn his back on him after Bathsheba. And he just says, you do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer you one. I think Saul would have just offered him a sacrifice and said it's yeah. over. But David says that and then he goes, you do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. And I think sometimes he even means broken heart. Like he, like his whole entire being, he want, God wants to see it broken because he, he's broke. He's a broken human being, right? He says, uh, you, will not, you, you will not reject a broken and repentive heart, oh God. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's huge for him to say that. He's saying I could give you the bull and the and all these things on the altar, but you don't want any of that. You want to know how broken am I about this situation, and that I'm laying it down at your feet, you know. And I need your forgiveness. I need you to forgive me right now. Don't turn your back on me, right? And I think that was the difference in their hearts, you know. Because yeah. D- David knew it was about like intention or about the heart or about the reason he did things, so. It really, it doesn't matter if you sacrifice or not. What matters, it's like why you're sacrificing. Like, because it's the same as a prayer. Like, you can pray a lot, but like, if you're just praying to like, uh, 
for your own desires or you're just praying because everyone does like or you know mm -hmm. like yeah. if you're like i think ab about this to the and i was talking about to the kids in link like uh yeah if we do this prayer like the prayer to get saved like right it's not about repeating these words it doesn't matter like if you repeat everything exactly or whatever it matters if you understood what i said before like the truth about jesus and if you're saying for real i told this to them and i think that's the yeah. that's the thing like yeah about God, it doesn't matter if we read uh, the entire Bible and spend hours with Him, because what God's looking it's for someone that's it's uh, having pleasure in Him. It's yeah. uh, wanting. It's it's not about going after God, but wanting to go. Yeah. It's like going after God is the consequence of us wanting Him. Yeah. You know, because yeah. if we just go for something else, like I'll just go because. He may bless me. Like, no, God wants yeah. us to want him, and that's it. And all the other things are the consequence. The sacrifice is a consequence, uh, and praying is a consequence. Going to church is just a consequence. Everything is a consequence. We just want him. Yeah. That's the, the thing. Yeah. So learning from this story. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a really good story. Yeah, let me see. What, what else can we can we think about, like, Anything else, any one of you like can think about our lives that we can learn from this story and something that we can just put into practice. I in think. Our life or? I think just in a short part of, of me saying something, it just would be um, take see the difference between Saul and David, but really uh, go after what um, David had figured out really early in his kingship and before going into kingship, um, and the fact of. Um, the, the relationship with God is real, prayer is real, and repentance is real, you know, and and, and realizing that um, the Lord glor is glorified through your repentance. I know people don't want to hear that, but it's just when you get on your knees and, and just ask for that forgiveness in that true fashion that you were talking about, it glorifies Him because he, he you're, you're saying to Him in your life today that, you know, what Jesus did is real. What, the power of the cross and the power of the forgiveness that he provides through his uh, uh, through his life and through the salvation that he provides that he that he gives out to us as a free gift if we receive it and that so when we when we ask for that forgiveness like David did and we say our our spirit is broken and then here it is right God glorifies in that and I think that's what I learned more from the story is don't be afraid to do that because I think they, uh, I think Saul forgot about it. Yeah. What do you think, Vanessa? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what do you do? You learn with David or Saul, and like the main thing that you see in your life, or? I think what I have to learn that, like, I can see in David's life, um, is obedience and yeah. like really the will to give everything to God and trust Him with it. That's good. Um. Yeah. yeah, I think that for me, what's summarized everything that we talked is like that God looks to the heart and he looks to our intention mm -hmm. and uh, he wants us to want him and everything else is the consequence. We repent because we want to be close to him. We pray because we want to be close to him. I think that's the 
the thing because I remember a, a pastor in Brazil that he was uh, fasting for many days and he was reading the Bible and praying the most. He was all his performance, like his Christian performance, yeah. was all at his best, mm -hmm. and and God was and God told him like, uh, it's about you wanting to pray and you wanting to to fast and everything, you wanting to seek me. Because in the end, uh, this pastor, he said he was doing this just to like kind of break his own record, you know, like, oh, I fastened for so many days, or oh, I read the Bible 10 times this year, and he was just like searching for this. And God said, I don't care about this, I want your heart. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to finish it with off of what you just said, I mean, Vanessa read it, uh, uh, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't, ju don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way we see them. That's, yeah. that's, that's as simple as that. He yeah. doesn't see it. So yeah, I hope that people could learn something from these stories and apply something to, to your lives. And Vanessa, can you please pray for the listeners and for us all to apply this to our lives? Mm -hmm. Lord, I want to thank you for um, this opportunity now. Thank you for the radio show. And thank you for everyone who's listening. Um, yeah, I want to pray um, over everyone who's listening that they will learn um, what it means to have a heart that is um, pleasing you and that is obedient to you, um, that you will show them very personally what it means in their lives. And yeah, I just want to pray that you will bless their day and um, the coming week. Amen. 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 And yeah, thanks everyone for listening. This was the Manny Show on Shea. 